Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me. Other words she's implying. Where have I been? Well, my world has been dying. Lord, teach me how to pray. None my will, all my plans, or the way that I want. I'm so tired, my hands in the way. So reveal to these eyes the truth.
All right, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time. You know, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. We were listening to Hillsong right then. Just, you know, as they begin to make that declaration, as they begin to make that proclamation and declare, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. You know, there's only one name in heaven and earth. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus. There's one access into the throne room, into God, into his presence, and that's the blood of Christ. And there's no other way. And Jesus said to call. Jesus said to pray. Jesus said to ask and to reach. And a lot of times you hear the same thing on the show. Why? Because, listen, God is calling out to his people. God is making a declaration, and it has not changed from Genesis all the way to the revelations that John had when he wrote the book of Revelation. And so present day, God's word still remains He changes not. And his desire is for his children to call unto him and to declare and to align themselves with his will and his kingdom and his purposes and his heart. And yes, his ways are higher than our ways. And yes, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But there's a time and a point in a person's life when they need to align themselves with the things of God. They need to begin to call out unto God. Second Chronicles 7.14 was if my people there's a big if. Starts out if. Why is that? Because not everybody is doing it. And not everybody is going to do it. Unfortunately, that breaks God's heart because his desire is that we call. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, listen, there's something going on here. God is saying, look, if you'll turn to me, If you'll humble yourself, if you'll put your pride down, if you'll stop thinking that your ways are better, if you'll stop thinking that your kingdom is bigger, because he already declared my ways are higher, castles in the sand. Quit building castles in the sand, right? Jeremiah 33.3 says, call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not or that you do not know. Depends on if you're a King James Bible reader or 
the new international version or the contemporary version, whatever it is, bottom line is this. Let me break it down like this. And it's 11-11. Just want to let you know. When you call out to God, when you reach out to God, when you humble yourself, and you begin to seek Him, listen, He says, You'll seek me when you find me with all of your heart. All of your heart. You'll find me when you seek me. But it's got to be with all your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Listen, when you get to a place where you get passionately in love with God where you have a burning desire and your heart burns on the inside of you listen remember when I talked about the book of Revelation and I talked about the prayers of the saints coming up into the heavens and into the throne room talked about the elders and the angels and the beasts gathered around the throne room and and these angels were at the altar of God and the prayers of the saints were coming up that said like odors, like smoke, like like an incense up into heaven and the, the angels were gathering the prayers of the saints into these odors, into these big censers, these big giant I guess kind of like a jar or whatever they're made out of in heaven. I don't know. Some kind of a container. And they were scooping up the prayers of the saints. And they were reciprocating. When the prayers came in, they were reciprocating these fires. Casting fire was fire was coming back down to the earth. The coals were being scooped up from the altar. Even John, the Revelation, he saw this fire coming out of heaven. He saw these coals falling off the altar. But you know, in Isaiah, let me kind of bring it down a little bit. In Isaiah, as he was in the presence of the Lord. As the Lord God came unto him and began to commune with him. He said it like this. Let's look at Isaiah 6. And I wish I had a King James Version Bible in front of me, but I've got a Contemporary English version, so bear with me. And I'll probably break it down a little bit in King James and then paraphrase some. Go to Isaiah chapter 6. And so Isaiah's having this encounter with God. He's in his presence. He's before the Lord, like every good prophet is. And all of a sudden he has this vision. The Lord begins to show him something. Do you remember when Jeremiah said, call unto me and I will 
show you great and mighty things. See, God doesn't just want to speak things, but he wants to show you some things. Why do you think the prophet Habakkuk and Zephaniah, they began to say things like, I will watch and see what the Lord will say unto me. Well, why would you see what the Lord would say to you? Unless sometimes the Lord speaks to us in pictures. I don't know. Just a thought. So anyways, back to Isaiah. So Isaiah is before the Lord. He's seeking the face of God. And in this time of prayer, as he gets in the presence of God, Now listen to this. He's he's in the temple and he has a vision of the Lord in the temple. And so anyways, chapter six, in the year that King Uzziah died, I had a vision of the Lord. He was on his throne high above and his robe filled the temple. So imagine that God's robe. He was so big on his throne that his whole robe, or just a piece of it maybe, not the whole thing, but it filled the temple. Or two flaming creatures, flaming creatures with six wings each were flying over him. They covered their faces with two of their wings and their bodies with two more. So they had two wings covering over their faces. Two wings covering over their bodies, and the other two wings they used for flying. And they shouted, Holy, holy, holy. That sounds a lot like the revelation that John had. A lot like the revelation that we read about in the book of Revelation. Think about it. God's speaking the same thing, He's been declaring this from Genesis. All the way to Revelation, and he's still declaring. And his angels are declaring. You hear they're shouting, Holy, 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 Lord all-powerful. The earth is filled with your glory. And as they shouted, the doorposts of the temple shut. There was a shaking going on inside of God's temple. And listen to what else happened. And the temple was filled with smoke. So there's angels. God's robe is filling the temple. These flying creatures, these angels with six wings, are crying out, Holy, 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 Lord all-powerful, almighty. The whole earth is filled with your glory. And the temple's shaking, filling up with smoke. And as he begins to see this, he cries out. He says, I'm undone. Everything I say is sinful. And so are the words of everyone around me. He says, look, I'm constantly sinning with my mouth. Isaiah, the figure, the prophet of God. 
And when he sees a vision of these angels, he sees the smoke, he sees the robe of God, and he sees the majesty of God. And he begins to hear the holy, holy, holy. He becomes undone. He gets shaken to the inside. He gets shaken, not just the temple. How many of you know that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit? And when God wants to shake the temple now, guess what? He shakes us. He shakes his people. So Isaiah's getting shaken to the core here. And he begins to say, I'm undone. Everything I say is sinful, and so are the words of my mouth. I have seen the King of glory, the Lord Almighty. One of the flying creatures flew over to me with a burning coal taken from off the altar with a pair of metal tongs. Even the angel couldn't hold this hot coal. And I believe in its own right was the the purging and the justice, the purging of God. Listen to what happens. It touched my lips and the hot coal. It touched my lips with the hot coal. So the angel puts the hot coal to Isaiah's lips. And he says this. This is what the angel says. This has touched your lips. Now, why do you think it is that the angel said this has touched your lips? Don't you think if someone put a hot coal, all right, next time you're barbecuing and you got your tongs, pull one of those coals out and don't actually touch it to yourself. Come on now. Have some sense. But feel the heat coming off of it. Just kind of get close to it. And imagine if something or someone pressed that to your lips. Do you think that they would actually have to tell you that they're pressing it to your lips? Or do you think you'd know it? I want to make a point here. See, when God does something... Nobody's got to try to persuade you or convince you or, uh, what's the word, try to explain it all to you just to get you to believe that God did something in your life. When God does something in your life, you know it. When God touches your life with something, you know it. When God sends a supernatural angel in your life, and I'm I'm not discrediting what this angel says, because it's important what he does say, but I'm I'm making a point here. You know it. And nobody's got to tell you, hey, Jesus did this for you. In the beginning, yes, you hear the word of God and your heart is turned and you receive God and you receive the knowledge of God and then you get to get to know him. 
And as he begins to work in your life, then you can testify of what you know to be true. That's why it's called your testimony. So it says this, and I'm going to break this down tomorrow real quick in the King James. We're, for the lack of time, I'm just going to go with this tonight. But I'm going to break this down in a different version. But listen to this. It says, it touched my lips with a hot coal and said, this has touched your lips. Your sins are forgiven, and you are no longer guilty. You see, when the fire of God, when God sends his fire, God sends his supernatural touch on your life. See, there's a word in the revelation of John that he had when he saw the same thing, when he saw the holy, holy, holy angels crying out, holy, holy, holy unto God, saw that business going on in heaven. He said, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So that's how they overcame. That's how the saints overcame. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And listen, it's not any different today. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And when God's blood is applied to your life and God touches your life, he says you're an overcomer. And you're not just an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. Imagine that. More than a conqueror? What does that mean? I don't know, but I know it's better than a conqueror. See, when Jesus does something, it's more than enough. It's not just enough. It's more than enough. And when God makes you a conqueror, a finisher, he doesn't just make you that. You're more than. Above and beyond. So he says, your sins are forgiven, you're no longer guilty. After this, I heard the Lord ask, is there anyone I can send? Will someone go for us? I'll go, I answered, send me. And the Lord told me to go and speak this message to the people. You will listen and listen, but never understand. You will look and look, but never see. The Lord also said, make these people stubborn, make their... Them stop up their ears, cover their eyes, and fail to understand. Don't let them turn to me and be healed. Then I asked, Lord, how long will this last? And the Lord answered, until their towns are destroyed and their houses are deserted, until their fields are empty, and I have sent them far away, leaving their land in ruins, if only a tenth of the people are left, even they will be destroyed. But just as stumps remain after trees have been cut down, some of my chosen ones will be left. Now, let's back up. The Lord says, Is there anyone I can send? Who will go for us? Who can I send? You see, after the Lord reveals to you the condition of your soul, and you allow him to come in with his blood and his supernatural touch and change you and transform you in his presence and begin to show you things when you call upon him. Then there's a sending forth, a thrusting out. And your sending forth may be ministry 
in the in the church or in the fivefold ministry, but it may be to be a, a doctor. It may be to be a teacher. It may be to be an encourager, where you just hang out with people throughout the day and help them with things and encourage them. It may be to be whatever it is, a homemaker or a home builder. But whatever it is, you've got to call out to God and allow Him to send you forth into the purposes that He's called you to and created you for. You've got to get in his presence. You've got to get in that throne room. You've got to get in the secret place. You've got to get into that glory realm where he can begin to show you things. As you begin to talk to him, he begins to show you things. As you begin to speak and call out, he begins to reveal. As you begin to seek, you begin to find because you're seeking him with your heart. You're seeking him heart to heart. And he promises he'll fill the longings of your heart. See, there's a longing of the human heart. And that longing is the unconditional love of God. And until you know him, until you've touched his heart, until you've allowed him to touch your heart, you're never going to have that peace and that fulfillment. So we've got 45 seconds. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would fill the longings of the human heart, that you would reveal yourself. Lord, we just ask, Lord, your blessing on everybody tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now, Father, we pray for the Clark family in Rockwell, Texas, and in the surrounding areas. They just lost their loved one, Hannah, Hannah Clark. We just pray your comfort, your joy, your peace over their sorrow. Replace their sorrow with joy. Their ashes give them beauty. And, Lord God, just fill their hearts, Lord God, and just comfort them in this time of loss. Comfort them, Father. Be the comforter. That's what you do, Holy Spirit. And comfort the friends at Rockwall High School and all those that love their Lord. Do what you do best. And we pray, Lord God, just... Just touch those that are grieving. Touch those that are going through this time. And use this tragedy to draw people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. Have a blessed night. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.